This is the Minister's Crucible. I'm Fred Rochester on the Prevailing Word podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn had asked a question to Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who is the nominee for Justice of the Supreme Court in the United States, a very pointed question, a very basic question. Everybody on the internet and on the airwaves, podcast, and so forth, is discussing this very issue. Uh, There was a reason why she asked that question, because the winds are blowing to uh, push the agenda again. It is neither left-wing nor right-wing. It is demonic. Let me stress again that the uh, demonic activities that are around the world are pushing an agenda. And there are, unfortunately, many believers that do not believe uh, the scriptures. They prove this by standing for what is wrong instead of standing for what is right. And so the scriptures give us a clear picture as to why that they're doing this. Reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 5 and uh, beginning at verse 20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Then if you were to go to the uh, 29th chapter of the uh, book of Isaiah, and you will find uh, these words. Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding. And then you have the book of Psalm, the book of Psalm 100, uh, where we begin to see these words, make a joyful noise or a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, within his, uh, come before his presence with singings. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Again, let me read verse three. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Speaking of the children of Israel. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, we will find these words. And so uh, this uh, statement, as far as God creating male and female, can be found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then if you were to go into chapter 2, you will see these words in verse 20, starting there. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was found there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he, God, took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Then we'll find these words in the book of Matthew chapter 19, where Jesus affirms what the Father said about male and female, beginning at verse 4 in Matthew chapter 19. And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. And so the incident that took place during the confirmation hearing in Washington, D.C. with the Judiciary Committee uh, was an incident to be remembered for all time. A question was asked of a woman who happens to be a senator, Marsha Blackburn, asked a woman who happens to be a judge, uh, her name is Ketanji Brown Jackson, uh, what is the definition of a woman or words to that effect? And it seems strange and awkward that uh, a woman would fail to answer a question as basic and as, um, I would say, uh, very, very uh, simple to answer. You kind of figured that woman to woman, the issue would be settled. Unfortunately, it wasn't. And there was a reason why it wasn't answered, because of the transgender issue that is front and center throughout the whole United States and perhaps the world. The transgender issue is when a man believes in his mind, his darkened mind, that he could be a woman. And so he begins to put on uh, woman clothing and take hormones, hormone drugs, uh, begin to put makeup, mascara, all sorts of things to appear as a woman. 
In the Bible, it's very clear that God made male and female. He made us in his image. The word image means similitude or similar. We were made in the image of God, so there should be no question about what happens when you're born. The scripture that I read from Isaiah 29 tells us that the people believe that God is the one that's confused, not man. But we must also remember that after Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that their nature changed. And so along with a fallen nature comes with a fallen mentality. And sadly, this fallen mentality takes us to the very pinnacles of evil, where we begin to blame God for his mistake. And that can't be done. God is perfect. God is holy. God is righteous. God is perfect. There is no fault in him. There is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The Bible tells us in the book of James chapter one. Also in uh, uh, Psalm 119, he says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So since God is perfect, since God cannot change because Malachi uh, 3, 6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. Uh, and James chapter 1 tells us that there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. 1 John chapter 1 tells us that in him there is no darkness at all. God cannot and will never make a mistake. It is fallen man that made the mistake. Getting back to the incident at the judicial hearing for the confirmation, we see that she couldn't, Katanji, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, couldn't answer the question, but answered it in a way that says, well, I'm not a biologist. Wait a minute. Woman to woman, you couldn't answer the question as to defining what a woman is? Now, I'm a man, and I am surely not a woman because I've been made born as a male, as a man. And so it's not difficult for me to tell you that I've been made in the image, born as a male. On Sunday, November 5th, 1961, I was given birth by my mother. My mother gave birth to a, the first son, Fred Rochester. Let there be no mistake about who I am, that I have been born a male. Make, let there be no mistake and no question about it. God did not make a mistake. If he wanted me to be a woman, I would have came by birth as a woman. But I came by birth as a male. This is my assignment. This is my biological makeup. Nobody can alter it. Nobody can change it. It is virtually impossible for me to be a woman. I do not have that equipment or makeup. I do not have a vagina. I do not have ovaries. I do not have the makeup of a woman. I have the makeup of a man. I am a man. And for you brothers that are out there that have fallen into this, well, I'm not going to speak anything about transgenderism or transvestite or homosexuality. You need to line up yourself with the word of God and stand firm on what the word of God says, because the world will attempt to make you back down on what the Bible says. 
No matter what the world says, no matter what the world does, I know who I am. I am what I am by the grace and by the mercy and by the creative genius of Almighty God. And so what you must do is take up that same mantle. We've given you ample scripture about the situation as far as God's uh, makeup is concerned. God's masculinity was imprinted upon man. We are made in his image. No one person has the same DNA. No one person has the same fingerprint. If you were to resurrect the dead and put us all together, each one of us is an individual. And so let there be no question as to what a woman is. We've read the story in the book of Genesis chapter two, as far as how God made woman. He caused Adam to fall asleep and he opened up Adam and took a rib out and God created a woman, someone separate, unique, distinct from a male. And Adam responded after he woke up from the first operation and said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. And there is no mistake as to the difference and distinction of the genders. Transgenderism, transvestism, and male homosexuality is an attack on the image of God. And it's an attack on halting reproduction between a male and a female in holy matrimony. To stop more image bearers from coming into the earth. It is also an attack on God intended to make the Bible false, intended to show that God made the mistake, intended to destroy the biblical makeup of the human family. All of this is destroyed to alter what the Bible says about God. And that's what this is about. So it wasn't just an ordinary question and, oh, we'll just bypass this. It's no big deal. Or it's some right-wing conspiracy. Or it's just some political show womanship. No, it was none of that. It was a pointed question to get people to see that there is a demonic agenda to get man to accept the fact that he can become a woman and to get woman to accept the fact that she can be a man. These two things are impossible simply because of our makeup from God. The chromosomes testify our biological makeup. Our DNA testifies of our biological makeup. And so I don't have to be a biologist, as one person said in response to a man that said, are you a biologist? She said, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog looks like. I know what a dog is. And if the dude wasn't really paying attention in a sleight of hand way, perhaps she didn't intend it. But the way I saw it, she called him a dog. Now, you don't call someone a dog you know, unless you really wanted to call them a dog. But if I were that man and a woman called me a dog, that would be a shocking 
debilitating statement to me that I got things mixed up and I am a dog. And so let not the world push you into accepting a demonic agenda that is crosswise of the will of God. Stand firm on the word. Be a man. Stand up to what the word says. Stand up to how God created you. And do not accept the fact that the, the, uh, and do accept rather the fact that God created you in his image and reject the false notion and narrative that you are a woman trapped in a man's body. This is the Minister's Crucible on the Prevailing Word podcast. I'm Fred Rochester. Thanks for listening.